Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, WPHT, HD, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. It is three minutes after two o'clock on a Tuesday. Mike Opelka, my name, sitting in for my buddy Dom Giordano. Thanks for being here. We're taking a victory lap. Yes. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Professor Gay has resigned from Harvard. And I, I think a, a big thank you is owed to Dr. Carol Swain. Dr. Carol Swain, whose work was plagiarized by Dr. Gay, and I think Carol Swain took the high road in in defending herself. I would not have been as gracious. I would have been screaming a lot louder. But uh, Dr. Swain, in, in less than a month... You have gotten justice, which is very rare these days. I'm not thinking we're going to have to have any telethons for the now former president of Harvard. She'll do well. The woke universe will scoop her up instantly and she'll be in another spot, if not on a network spot. So that's a that's a big breaking story happened within the last hour. The other story that I, I just fascinated about is the plane in Tokyo, the plane, the Airbus giant plane with over 300, almost 400 people on board was landing and it collided, clipped a Coast Guard plane and then burst into flames and everybody on the on the airliner is fine. Five dead on the Coast Guard plane. The pilot, the sixth person, is in intensive care, so we don't know if that person's going to live. But the the footage of this plane coming down the runway with flames just shooting out of it as the fire trucks were chasing it. It's just remarkable. And remarkable in the fact that everybody on board got out. Twelve crew members and 379 people total miraculously escaped. You saw the... The uh, the chutes come out, the little slide that people are supposed to get on in emergency escapes. And now we're starting to get some of the video from inside the plane when the smoke was coming in. 
And just as I'm trying to convince my wife who hates flying that we need to go on a vacation, I'm sure she's going to see this landing a thousand times ago. I'm not going anywhere on a plane. But this is this is made the other side of this that I didn't know about. The shell of this plane is apparently carbon fiber. And uh, I'm wondering, and Dan, maybe you've seen something on this. You would know about it if you'd seen it. Uh, is carbon fiber that flammable? Because it seems like that the body of the plane, the exterior shell of the plane, went up in flames pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, it's uh, carbon's flammable. The fiber itself doesn't flare up, even if ignited by a flame or a match or gas burners. If huh. it's heated up to higher than 400 degrees Celsius together with some fuel, the fiber slowly burns but stops burning right after the burning fuel is removed. It's amazing. Hmm. Just It's an amazing uh, rescue, recovery. I but- have some uh, audio. It's almost like a PSA. This, uh, a guy by the name of Fly Guys Travels uh, focuses on the reaction inside the cabin of the Japanese people. Uh, and there's some audio if you want to take a listen real quick. Yes, please. This is a master class on plane crash survival. Notice they all remain calm and they do not panic. When the plane comes to a stop, they do not open overhead bins and they listen to crew member instructions. They leave all carry-on luggage behind. They don't stop to take photos of the burning aircraft. Instead, they run far away. Wow. They help other passengers at the bottom of the slide to get off and they all survive just amazing it, it makes um the uh, landing on the hudson river look like a walk in the park doesn't it i mean this plane is on fire uh kudos to everybody who paid attention to the safety orders and left all their junk on the plane you can replace stuff can you imagine if people were opening up and wrestling with laptops and crap like that no they all got off the plane and i i think once you hit ground and you have a giant steel tube burning behind you uh i'm running a good distance before i turn around and take a picture i'm just saying (laughs) i'm not gonna say hey maybe let's get some shots of people reactions let's take a selfie in front of the giant burning plane uh just amazing 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 michael bay film with the explosion in the background as michael pelker runs away yeah that's it that would be it it'd be running towards (laughs) towards the camera and then boom but uh, I just didn't know what was going down. At least Stefanik has tweeted about the Harvard professor resigning, the president resigning. Two down. <laughs> I guess that means we have one more to go. Was the president of Columbia who is yet to be forced out? So, yeah, we have uh, two down, one to go. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's That's nice. Known plagiarist and anti-Semite Claudine Gay resigned her post today from Harvard, says Congressman Kevin Hearn. Uh, There's going to be a lot of pouncing and jubilation, and I think it's deserved. So good. Uh, I want to make sure we don't short sheet the people who uh, held on during the news. As our, our question today, our side question today on International Science Fiction Day, who's the greatest? Who is the greatest character? In science fiction history, in movies or TV shows or books, a lot of them out there. We've had some great nominations. Most recently, uh, Ming the Merciless from the Flash Gordon series, the original Flash Gordon series. Not the 80s one? 
No, no, I think it's the original. Because if you go back, it was played by a guy whose last name, the actor was Middleton. And it, he really was a great actor, too. Uh, Buster Crab was uh, Flash Gordon. I don't know who the female was in that. And you're playing the Queen song, which is excellent. But the, uh, the original... Charles Middleton. Charles Middleton. He was quite a character actor. Very good. Very studied. Uh, but but I also remember the original Flash Gordon from the black and white two-reeler era was uh, also parodied brilliantly in a sort of soft porn version called Flesh Gordon that ran in the, <laughs> in the early 70s. <laughs> I, I think you could probably get away with a an R rating or a PG rating on, on Flesh Gordon these days. Is it something and I can Google? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you'd get in trouble on it. I think the, the, the only thing you saw was boobies. And um, there was somebody who was naked. Uh, a woman, the female, was naked, and it was Flesh Gordon. And Distinguished uh, Professor Gordon explains that Earth is being tormented by periodic, quote, sex rays, which send people into a sexual frenzy. When one of the rays hits the passenger aircraft carrying Flesh Gordon and Dale Ordor, the pilots abandon the controls, and everyone aboard has manic sex. Sounds like a great film there, Mike. Yeah, it, it was. it's not one of the high points of my cinematic <laughs> studies. But, you know, I was a young teenager, and we were sneaking into the drive-in to see... Flesh Gordon. And uh, instead of uh, Ming the Merciless, it was Emperor Wang the Perverted. It really was the height of parody. But let's find... It's a great, silly film. It deserves more credit. And I'm sure I'm going to get uh, a note about this from Stalker if he's waking up from his flu coma. But let's go back to the phones and find out what the nominations are from the people. Uh, Joe in Coatesville. Welcome, sir. You have a a sci-fi nomination for us? I do, Mike. Uh, my first thing, though, before we get there is, are we sure that she wrote her own resignation letter? We, I think <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't care who you nominate, Joe. You've just stuck the landing. <laughs> that is excellent, sir. And, and, and the, the one character that influenced me both in science and joining the military is Johnny Quest, Boy Scientist. I love that show. Wow. Johnny Quest, uh, what a great a great callback to a classic cartoon series. Johnny Quest, and I just want to know, what was Race Bannon's role in that family? Because it just seems like... Vice President you know, of the country. No, Race... he was bodyguard, man. He was Dr. Quest's bodyguard. Yeah, he was... We're, we're not talking Mike Pence here? Sorry. No, 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 no. But, yeah, uh, Mike Pence did have... Mike Pence... To, looked more like the grandfather in King of the Hill to me. <laughs> Cotton. Cotton. Cotton Hill. Cotton Hill, yeah. But yeah, Johnny Quest was a great series, and you had, you had Haji, so we had all kinds of multiculturalism in this as well. Yep. yep. So, great series. Great. Ser- and what branch of the military, Joe? Uh, Air Force, third year. God bless you, sir. Thank you for your service. Did you ever uh, did you ever train down in Texas in like Beeville or at uh, in one of the uh, one of the bases near San Antonio? <laughs> the armpit of the United States, Del Rio, Texas. Yeah, Del Rio. Uh, you're right. It's it's it gets hot down there, doesn't? It? Yeah, it, well, it, it it was devastatingly hot. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I trained there and then uh, went all over to 
I went out a lot of places in the United States and a couple of tours overseas. Well, God bless you. Thank you for everything you did for the country. And great nomination on Johnny Quest, but uh, even you. better, better on the, uh, the the resignation letter. I'll be stealing that later. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Wow, that was a good one. Uh, John in New Jersey is on the phone. Hello, John. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, Mike. Uh, that uh, crack about the resignation letter and some other things here, it's starting to feel more like Saturday night here on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, I can't undo myself, you know, John. <laughs> I, 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 I can't be Dom. I, I would be insulting the the program and the legacy of Dom Giordano. I'm just myself, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, we try to yeah, have fun you... wherever we go. I laugh, but by the way, John, I laugh yeah. with Dom all the time. He makes me laugh. So does Dan. Yeah, I can vouch that you guys yeah. are good friends. Like behind the scenes, it's he, he loves playing golf with you too. Says you oh, got a, a light a right lean on all your uh, slices though. I fixed that. I got <laughs> oh, a new dri- I got a new driver. No, I had a fade. But I fixed it. Dom hasn't seen me since I got the new driver. Oh, I'm okay. deadly. Uh, blame it on blame it on the equipment, not the person. No, no, it was the golfer for sure. But a, a new driver and maybe a lesson kind of fix some things. So yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I might be playing this weekend because if it's over forty, I'm okay to play golf. Unlike Nick Kale, who wilts after it's uh, under fifty-five degrees. Well, he does that virtual golf thing, the uh, top golf. Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah. That's golf. Sure. No, I'm sorry to cut you off there, John. Uh, you had uh, something to say here, though. Yeah, well, all the best to Dom, and uh, my compliment to you, Stans, as well. Uh, I was going to call in about Godzilla and Trump, and then uh, I, I was told to pick a second choice because obviously Godzilla was taken. So while I'm on hold, I'm thinking of uh, the ultimate in groupthink on Star Trek was this uh, this nemesis called the Borg Collective. Oh yeah, the Borg. The yeah. Borg is a good character. That's a that's a good. I forgot about the Borg because it's it's not really something you can you can hold in your hand. You know, not really something you put your arm around. That's a good one. Yeah, a, yeah, and they're big. You know, no free thinking, no individuality, and uh, they get you on your knees screaming for your mama, and they just coldly say, uh, "Resistance is futile." That was their. Uh, yeah, and their, you're you're. You're now transitioning my topic into what I have to get to before the show's out, and that's the, the latest push from the World Economic Forum. Who They're, yeah. they're kind of like hoping to make everybody uh, bow to the Borg, if you will. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah it was, it's almost predicted uh, the truth, as fiction does uh, wow. many times. And I know we're in a rush for time, but uh, the thing about Trump was also, besides Trump maybe getting stronger the more you hit him or zap him, uh, what do you think of uh, also, like many times in the Godzilla movie, that single plot, it would get back to they needed Godzilla to help them to save Earth. And oh, yeah. He would, Godzilla there... was no finesse. Like, he was just as horrible whether he's helping you or... <laughs> Or, or whether he's against you or for you, he's like just still stomping on skyscrapers and uh, mayhem. Yeah, he had no and, Godzilla had no subtlety. Let's face yes. it. When you're that big, though, can you really? I mean, it's it's like William the Refrigerator Perry used to just uh, trundle down the field. You can't be you can't be a ballet dancer when you're that big. But Godzilla <laughs> could never could never uh, plie through uh, the skyscrapers of Tokyo. <laughs> 
Well, Mike, you got, I know you're connected. I know you're a powerful man. So you got any connections with Trump? He needs an ad for 24, and somehow it shows uh, the Japanese guy saying, only the monster can save us. And then they <laughs> show Godzilla that says Trump 24 or something like that. Can you that's work a, that out? I, that's, a, that's a good suggestion. I do have some friends who are on the inside. Uh, I will tell you, the ad that they put out on Christmas, I think it was Christmas Eve, the one with yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders doing the voiceover, maybe yeah. the best Trump ad I've seen. It's the one about uh, a few a few years ago. Remember when President Trump flew under cover of darkness to go see our troops in the oh, Middle yeah. East on Christmas? It's yep. it, it gives me chills. If you haven't seen that ad, Dan, it's worth the price of admission. And it's uh, it's also got the voiceover from Sarah Huckabee Sanders makes me think she's on the short list for possible vice presidential candidates. Just saying. Good. I'll look Just it up. Uh, I'll tweet a link to it again because I had it out there as well. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate I appreciate the your day, comments. The Christmas Day ad, is that the one? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I have uh... – it's uh, it's a beautiful ad, and I maybe hate the- Instagram. It's the worst, man. Hold on, I'm getting the audio here. If you want it, yeah, here it is. It was Christmas Day. We boarded Air Force One in complete and total darkness, in the pitch black of night. We landed in war-torn Western Iraq. No lights on the runway. There were hundreds of troops packed into a dining hall. They had absolutely no idea that the president and first lady were about to walk into that room. And when they did, it was a sight and a sound and a scene that I hope I never forget. That room absolutely erupted. That was the kind of patriotism President Trump brought back to our country. One of the young soldiers yelled from the back of the room, Mr. President, I re-enlisted in the military because of you. Without missing a beat, the president said, and son, I am here because of you. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. How do you not get a chill from that? Ooh. And that's without the, uh, the visual of that giant dining hall with all those soldiers just standing and cheering. Kind of a different attitude than you get when you see the current guy there. It's the best ad I've seen out of this campaign, and I hope they continue on that path because I think it's the right way to go. Do I have time for one more, Dan, or do I got to rock and roll? Uh, You can take one more. All right, let's go to uh, Alan in Hamilton. Hello, Alan. Welcome to the program. Uh, Good to hear you. I hear you, but I hear hear whatever else is going on in the background, too. (laughs) My daughter's having lunch. Uh, The... uh, uh, answer to the question, uh, Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet. Wow, that's a gr- classic movie. And uh, Robbie the Robot, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan will know this. Was he not the inspiration for the robot on Lost in Space as well? Yeah, they, they had the two of them together at one point. Oh, that's in excellent. Lost in Space, yeah. That is a but, great nomination, Alan. Excellent. Well I done, thought- sir. I appreciate you. I Thank hung, you, sir. I hung up there. I think you had more to say. I'm, I'm sorry, Alan. Uh, thank you, Alan. I got to take a break. It's Michael Pelka in for Don Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tuesday afternoon feels like a Monday for most people. Mike Opelka in for Dom Giordano. He will likely be back. Dom doesn't miss. Dan, I'll bet you wouldn't have to take your mittens off. To count the number of sick days Dom's taken. Yeah. It's, Is that fair assessment? Oh, definitely. I, I'm not betting against him not being here tomorrow. It's, yeah, I, I would. If you're going on to FanDuel, I would bet on Dom being in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, I'm always here when he needs me, and hopefully he'll oh. need me on the golf course <laughs> soon. <laughs> soon, soon, soon. Or you might need uh, him on the golf course. I might need him on the golf course. Uh, Nick and I ended the season tied two matches each, and we're playing for the Odyssey Cup, and we're going to have to wait until the entire world thaws out before Nick will get back out on real grass. He's yes, hard, I am. Man. He's training. I'm throwing shade on him. <laughs> of course. Uh, so a lot going on today. Uh, the uh, president of Harvard, President Gay, resigned, and looking over, doing a quick scan of her resignation letter. You know what word is not in the resignation letter? Plagiarism. There's not even a hint. Not even a hint. Interesting, is it not? Very interesting. And I also just got a, a note from uh, someone in New York City that they're having a little bit of a, a shaker in New York City, an earthquake in New York City. Have oh, you really? seen? Have you gotten anything on that? No, I, I'll look into it right now. Uh, this slacking is kind over of, here. Sorry about that. Sorry? I said I'm slacking over here. Apparently, I'm sorry about that. Well, no, I, I've got a, I've got a dear friend who's actually in New York City. You know, we lived there for 30 years. 20, well, almost 30 years. Uh, but the, uh, the earthquake in in Japan, and there have been a couple of mild ones. In uh, in around Puerto Rico and off the coast of California, you got to wonder if there's some kind of seismic activity. And remember, we had the Earth open up in Iceland over the Christmas holidays. That's a little nerve-wracking. I'll I'll find out if there's any so more. So it, it was a 1.7 magnitude. 
a small one over in Queens. It caused tremors. Uh, blasts fell on Roosevelt Island in New York. So there were explosions and booms, power outages, probably the electrical system, but a very small magnitude. But, so if a, a one point whatever caused that, gosh, I hope they don't get anything bigger. That's not good. Right. Not good. All right, that's just a little bit of breaking news. We'll keep our eyes and ears on that as uh, the news is just unfolding by the second here. We're trying to keep an eye on every single thing. I want to get to this this digital currency thing, but there have been uh, so many of you called in and been patient about our nominations for the greatest science fiction character. We'll, we'll get to the digital currency topic and the world economic form, which is starting to scare me a little bit, starting to concern me. Just a little bit. Uh, Robert is in Wilmington, Delaware, a town I know kind of well. Uh, Robert, welcome Looks to like the Dom. G- oh, he Robert. hung up. Yeah, Bill. Bill and Bucks would be next there. Sorry, Bill. Oh, Bill's in. Uh, I'm going to give Robert's nom. Uh, will Robert call back, or should I spill the beans on his nomination? You can spill the beans, but you can claim it if he wants to call back into a a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Pretty good one. Yeah. Didn't have a whole lot of communication ability, you know, when you're in the suit like that, and you're coming in out of the Black Lagoon. Uh, Bill's in Bucks County. Hello, Bill. Welcome to the Dom Giordano Show with the stunt host, Mike Opelka. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, excuse me a second here. I'll just drop my papers. Anyway, uh, greetings from Bucks County and happy 24 from Keith Sutherland. So, uh, we are. Is- I was going to say we're we're happy to hear from you, and yeah, happy 2024. I, I'm very hopeful for this year. When you say you drop your papers, do you have like a whole like you know notepad of things you want to talk about, Bill? No, no. Oh, okay. I just had to complete some registrations because it's <laughs> gotcha. um, registering for a new year over over here in Bucks County, uh, where I I, tra- I travel all around in Bucks County. I, I may go to you know Morrisville or Elephant, Bucks County, wherever I go. You know so. Elephant. Anyway, so uh, the uh, guy is Carl Sagan. A little bit of uh, science and a little bit of uh, sci-fi. Yeah, Carl Sagan was an interesting character. He wasn't a fictional character. He was a real guy. But he was, uh, he was pushing science and, and even pushing some of the climate science back in the day. I, I think he was one of the guys who told us, we were about to enter a new ice age at one point. Uh, if we if we go back and look at all of the the media frenzies in the past over the climate, there there's some pretty interesting things. As a matter of fact, I even put together a a list of some of the things we were told in the '60s. We were told we'd be out of oil in 10 years. In the '70s, we were told another ice age in 10 years. In the 80s, they told us acid rain is going to destroy all the crops in 10 years. In the 90s, they said ozone, the ozone layer is going to be gone in 10 years and we're all going to get real bad sunburns. And then in 2000, all the polar ice caps will be gone in 10 years. And none of that has happened. I'm just saying. So uh, Carl Sagan, while he was uh, very respected at his time, he also was a guy who was selling a lot of uh, hooey. It seems, but he, right. he he had a good TV show for a while. Yeah, he talked about billions and billions of stars throughout the cosmos. That's right, there were you billions know? and billions of billions stars. Billions and billions. Yes, very good, very good, good nomination, Bill. Thank you. Pick up your papers and be careful. There's a truck backing over <laughs> near you. 
Don't want you to be run over. Tom is uh, on the phone. Tom, welcome to the Dom Giordano Show. Hey, I was wondering if you saw something that came across my radar today, an article about the first ever virtual reality rape case. Yes, I, I did see that police had been called in for, was it in the metaverse, right? That was the, that, that there was a, uh, an allegation of a rape in the metaverse, which is not a real, there aren't real people populating it. So I wonder, uh, did they call in virtual police? Uh, who do you call in for that? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. I, I, I only saw the headline and I was at work at the time. Well, I have, time a, look at it. I have a friend I who's a prosecutor. And uh, I actually sent an email to uh, my prosecutor friend, Wendy Patrick, who writes a lot in psychology today. And if she does have an update on it, I'll send it to Dom tomorrow. But, yeah, that's a that's a weird one. Are, are we going to have to have uh, virtual courts for all these virtual crimes? And uh, does that mean virtual lawyers are a thing, too? It's scary. One, and, one, one other quick thing I wanted to ask while I got you. Years ago, back when Donald Trump... Prior to even The Apprentice, back when he was just a hotel mogul, there was an article in the the Philadelphia Inquirer where he and his limousine broke down on a bridge in Philadelphia. And a fella stopped to help him out. Guy was a mechanic and got the car running for him. Trump never got out of the car. He never knew who was in the back. And here, the, the article was that Donald Trump then paid off the guy's mortgage. Wow. I've never heard that ever since, you know, Donald Trump became president and everything. I was wondering why nobody ever pounced on that. Well, uh, I'll, I know I'll why tr- they, I, I have... I have a faint memory of hearing that story, and we'll do a we'll do a search on it as well. But that that would not surprise me, especially back in the day, because Trump was that kind of guy. And I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I've done it both in Trump Tower and on the radio. Uh, and every experience I've had with people who worked for Donald Trump, unlike Alyssa Farrah Griffin over at the View, every experience I've had with people who worked for him, they all loved him. The people really liked the guy, and he was a stand-up guy. So it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, thank you, Tom. It's a great story. We'll we'll track it out. Uh, all righty. Uh, one more call, Dan. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, we got uh, Charlie and we got Joe. Joe jumped back on. Oh, Joe, Joe jumped back on. Let's grab Joe because I think Joe's got, Joe's got an interesting story here. Joe, uh, you're the last caller of this block, and then uh, we'll take a break, come back, and try and uh, get to the digital currency thing and uh, Charlie as well. But hello, Joe. Uh, yes, hello, Mike and Dan, and um, my best wishes to Dom for a speedy recovery. And my favorite science fiction character is the young Jane Fonda in Barbarella. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I can understand why. Why? And not not one million, <laughs> not one million BC either. <laughs> Oh, no. You got to know why. Come on, you're playing court. This is, this is a, I think it's a mid mid fifties film. Another yeah. mid fifties film. 
Barbarella and uh, 1 million BC uh, brought uh, Jane Fonda to the attention of a lot of us. And then Jane Fonda went rogue and became, in, uh, in a lot of our opinions, uh, a traitor to the country. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll grant you the, uh, the uh, Barbarella. That's a good one. Very good one. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Dan. He was uh, one of our top eight in the Dom Show Caller of the Year contest. We love Joe. He's awesome. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, you know. We all know let's... why, Barbarella. Why, he asks. <laughs> if you got to ask, <laughs> go, Google it during the break. Uh, Jane Fonda, though, as I said, uh, she went from a sci-fi hero to a traitor. COVID is God's gift to the left. <laughs> what a ghoul. She really became a goal. All right, I'm stepping aside, taking a break. When we come back, I promise you, this digital currency thing is concerning. Dan, are you a fan of digital currency or Heck not? Heck no. No. Thank God. I yeah. was worried. No. I was worried I'd have to come down there. No, not not this one. That, that's one that I turned my nose up to myself. Excellent. Excellent, sir. Uh, taking a break. Mike Opelka in for Dom Giordano on the Dom Giordano Show. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. Well, here we are. I can't believe it's time to get out of here. Zioli is waiting in the wings. It's Mike Opelka in for Dom Giordano. Bet on Dom being back tomorrow. Feel better, my friend. Uh, lightning round, trying to figure out who who was the greatest, or adding a couple more nominations to who was the greatest science fiction hero. Before we get to the phones, I have to make a correction. We had the nomination by Joe in Exton, one of the great callers to this program for Jane Fonda, and uh, he was talking about Barbarella, and I mentioned one billion, one million BC, and it was not Jane Fonda. It was the late yeah, Raquel Welch. So I, I apologize, but thank you to the vast and unpaid resource department who said, nay, nay, Michael Pelka, you got your 60s vixens mixed up. <laughs> so <laughs> apologies. <laughs> got a lot of calls too, man. They were the, a lot of men in the audience wanted that corrected. Yeah, I, you know, I can understand why, you know, the Raquel Welch icon for so many <laughs> and uh, I, I we're almost out of time i can't get into it so uh let's go to charlie in northern uh, pa hello charlie welcome to the program hello happy happy new year uh my side question answer would be dr jekyll dr jekyll from dr jekyll and mr hyde you know that's a great character as well wow dr jekyll excellent choice charlie excellent yeah, choice thank you Thank you for uh, joining the conversation and for for being a, a a very literate person in making that nomination. Bruce in the Northeast is joining us. Hello, Bruce. Hey, good afternoon there. You know, you mentioned aliens. I always thought David Bowie resembled an alien just by just by himself with that weird look he had. But that's just a, a side sure thought. He wasn't an alien. I, I know. know. <laughs> Yeah, that strange well, look. His head was like an alien. You know? He had he had that movie, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Do you remember it? Yeah, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it, but um, he had Spiders from Mars. or was that album also. Yeah, Ziggy played guitar, and uh, remember Ground yeah. Control to Major Tom taking uh, protein yeah. pill. Yeah, but uh, my answer today is uh, 
You remember, everybody should remember this one. It was the Twilight Zone with William Shatner at 30,000 feet, and that alien was ripping the engine off, and, yo, there's something out there, yo, and no, nobody believed the poor guy. There's a man on guy. the wing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bruce, wing, right? Bruce, there's a man on the wing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, calm down, he's... Yeah, it was a great. That was a great episode. So, and the Twilight Zone marathon—it's one of those things that, you know, we usually drift over. And once you get locked into one episode, it's yeah. hard to let go. And That's so many right. great. Yeah. Uh, Cloris Leachman was in an episode of the Twilight yeah. Zone. So was Telly oh. Savalas, Burgess Meredith, right. Robert, Robert Redford. Redford was in. Yeah, yep. very good. Yeah. So Thanks. you're saying that little fuzzy alien that was trying to tear the engine off. Or tear the, the flaps off of the plane. That's your favorite uh, character. Yeah, he's a mysterious one. He didn't have no name, but he was out there. You know? uh, we should have given him a name. I feel like yeah. he got short. Like a gremlin on the wing or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. You know, Shatner kept saying, there's a man on the wing. <laughs> That's right. That's very good. Excellent. Excellent nomination, Bruce. Did you uh, Thank watch you. the Jordan Peele remake of Twilight Zone that came out recently? I did not. The first I didn't episode wanna... was a remake of that that same episode. It was garbage, trash. I, I, you know, I have so much respect for Key and Peele and Jordan Peele. Uh, I, I didn't want to be let down because I'm also a huge fan of, of all of the original Twilight Zone work and Night Gallery, which was also Rod Serling's follow-up. But those those original Twilight Zones were just so amazing. I think my favorite Twilight Zone would have been. Uh, uh, the one about the aliens who came here and they were cannibals. Remember to serve man. <laughs> I do. It's a cookbook. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Amazing. I like the one where they're sitting in the uh, the chair and then they unwrap the face and everyone looks like a pig and the normal human is the one that is. Odd. Oh yeah, they they sent that lady off to that institute because she was so ugly. Yes. And everybody, or you're talking about the one that was a dinner party where the guy made them all put on ugly masks Maybe and it I'm turned them all them. ugly. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many great ones. We got to decide Rod's though, Mike, who our winner today is. I have to decide. It's up to me. It's going to be up to you today. I'm going to give you a couple of our favorites and uh, you all tell right. me who the best is. Uh, Dr. Hugh from uh, Kevin pretty early on. Uh, Ed and Del Rand called him with the Terminator. Thought that was a big one. Uh, you seem to really like Ming the Merciless, Bill and Palmyra's answer. Uh, Joe and Coatesville called him with Johnny Quest. Uh, I think it was... Bill that made that great joke, or was it Joe? Uh, one of those two. Um, Sam Lowry out of the box, Earl. Got you. Uh, Carl Sagan, I thought was interesting. Really out of the box answer from Robert Mensalem of Dr. Fauci telling uh, science through fiction. And uh, the Barbarella answer from Joe and Exton. Where are you leaning? I, I am leaning towards being out of the box and way out of the box. So I love Robert and Ben Salem with Dr. Fauci. Talk about the ultimate science fiction. I think that's will. a great answer to win the day. Robert and Ben Salem goes into the hat. Tune in Friday to hear if you're drawn for a $50 Captain Chucky's gift card. And well done to everybody. A great variety from all, all over the range of science fiction. And I, I encourage you to investigate uh, science fiction, books, TV, and movies at any time. And one of the pieces of science fiction that I want to make sure I stand very tall and very loudly against is uh, the efforts by the World Economic Forum to impose a digital currency on, on everybody. Digital currency, if you don't know what it is, is the elimination of cash uh, it is the the currency that will go into an account with your name and your numbers on it, 
but you really won't be able to control it because the government will. And I've been following it. The European Union is this close. I'm holding my thumb and forefinger together. This close to imposing a digital currency on all its members. And at the core of it is control. And they're not even hiding it anymore. They're telling us the control is there. Just listen to this cat. This is Eswar Prasad. He is uh, at the at the World Economic Forum, a former head of the uh, IMF's China division, talking about digital currency. If you think about the benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates. So you can have expiration dates. You can program the currency so you can say which person is allowed to utilize that currency and spend it in certain places. If you use too much of your digital currency to buy gasoline, you can't buy any more. If you're trying to spend it outside of your 15-mile radius where you're allowed to live, you won't be able to use it. We have to keep cash in the driver's seat. If the EU gets it, the left here will want it. So just pay attention. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who was here. Dom, feel better, buddy. I'm here when you need me. But more importantly, I'll be ready on the golf course. Zioli is in the wings, and I'm sure he's frothing and ready to go. Michael Pelka reminding you, testudo, my friends. Testudo. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.